Oklahoma State receives a shock in their midweek matchups on both diamonds. I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome into the Pokes Podcast here, a part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And before we get into today's podcast, you know, I'd just like to ask, you got any friends who are Oklahoma State fans or family who are Oklahoma State fans? Maybe recommend the Pokes Podcast to them. And uh, if you want to head on over to wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, give us a little rating, we'll throw a little five stars up there. That'd be great as well. Share it with whoever. Put it out on social media. Much, much appreciated. But we get into today's podcast in Oklahoma State, both on the baseball field and on the softball field. Fall to Wichita State. Unfortunate, unfortunate games in the midweek matchups as both teams were taking on the Shockers and both teams came away with the loss. A little different fashion for both teams. Uh, We'll talk about baseball first here. Oklahoma State did not have very long to celebrate their walk-off win and winning the series against Texas as their Tuesday matchup against Wichita State. They fell in that one ugly, 13-6. And uh, it was it was ugly from from the start. Uh, a home run to take a 2-0 lead, then a 3-0 lead, and then the next thing you know, a grand slam makes it a 7-0 game in the fourth inning for Wichita State. Oklahoma State would try to rally a bit. They were able to cut it to three at one point, seven to four, but then a big seventh and eighth inning from Wichita State opened it up, 13 to four, and Oklahoma State did not have enough to uh, cut back into it, falling 13-6 to uh, as the the final score there. So a tough loss against the Shockers, the 17-11 and 11 now Shockers. Oklahoma State had found themselves all the way up at number 11. They're 22-8 and 8 on the season. We'll see how much that affects their, their top 25 standings. And uh, the bats were working for the Cowboys. The pitching, though, not so much as Oklahoma State used a number of pitchers. Eight total players towed the rubber for the Cowboys. Uh, Just going two innings was the starter. Ryan Bogas only pitching, again, two innings. He uh, gave up two of the earned runs. Brennan Phillips gave up five of them. Uh, Michael Benzer came in, pitched one and a third, just two-thirds of an inning out of Evan O'Toole. Cade Shatwell only went a third of an inning. Gabe Davis goes two-thirds, and uh, Jansen Kiesel and Braden Root both go one inning. So uh, an unfortunate game against Wichita State. Wichita State team historically very, very good. Um, They're all right this season. Again, 17-11 record, but a bad loss uh, for, for an Oklahoma State team that was riding a little bit momentum uh, in that matchup, and uh, a bad loss also because it was at a break. You were at home with a chance to kind of ride in to further in the Big 12 play after a really big series win against Texas where you saw yourself fall in the first game 5-3, and you come back and win 4-1 and 4-3, and then the walk-off on Sunday, you got to feel like you're riding high, and to give up 13 runs uh, against Wichita State and only score six yourself. It's tough as you go into a tough matchup with a very good TCU team. TCU 18 and 11, and uh, they've they've struggled a bit 
bit here as of late. They're 2-2 two and two in their last four. They uh, lost 2 of 3 against Texas Tech and then got the win in their midweek matchup against Tarleton State. That first game against Texas Tech, actually all three were high scoring, but that first game... 20-16 loss against the Red Raiders before beating them 10-7 on Saturday and then losing again 10-5 on Sunday. And now you uh, will head to Fort Worth, a tough road matchup. And the last time Oklahoma State headed on the road in Big 12 play, it didn't go well for them. They lost two of three to a Texas Tech team in Lubbock. So uh, hopefully this trip to Texas looks a lot better for the Cowboys. And uh, really they have to you know figure some things out. Uh, pitching has been shaky uh, for Oklahoma State this season as, uh, you know, They've got a couple of guys that have that have had some good outings. Uh, consistency has not been good. Um, Isaac Stebbins has been the best starter for them, um, been the best player for them, and he actually got roughed up a little bit uh, against Texas. But he's four and zero on the year. He's got a one six seven ERA. Jerome Watts Brown has been good, a two six one ERA. That, that ERA looks really good, but he's been a little consistent and has had shown, just by the way he throws the baseball, he's a high strikeout guy, the ball's going to be in the zone, he throws hard. Uh, that leaves him to get roughed up a bit, uh, and he has 67 strikeouts. The issue is, after that, they don't really have another guy that they feel like they can trust, uh, but all you need to win a three-game series is just two guys. The only problem is... Uh, Juwan Watts-Brown, the number two on the team, has shown some pretty bad inconsistency. Uh, the only other person um, that has met the minimum requirements to for their stats to really count is Ben Abram. Abram with a 5.57 ERA, so a significant drop-off from Watts-Brown to Abram when you're looking at a 2.61 and a 5.57. Now, that's not the worst because... The Cowboys' offense has been so good that even if your pitchers get roughed up a bit, uh, between uh, Nolan Schubert and Minham and Riggio, uh, you've got uh, and McLean, you've got a number of guys who can really, um, you know, put forth a good, good night at the plate to kind of make up for if your pitchers struggle a little bit. Uh, four guys on the team are tied for the lead in home runs with eight. That is Schubert, uh, Riggio, Minham, and McLean. And then uh, RBIs. Uh, Schubert's got 33. Riggio and Minham both have 27. 25 for McLean. Several guys over 300. Uh, Minham, Riggio, uh, Atkinson, Binge, and Schubert all over 300 batting average. So the hitting has been good, um, but when you have a night like last night where you score six runs but you give up 13, it's really tough uh, in those matchups for the Cowboys. Uh, and and it's I just I just don't think this team has enough. They're very good. They're very on the edge. But if they run into a, a team uh, in the top like uh, like a Vanderbilt or uh, even an Arkansas who they did not fare well against the first time around. Um, it is going to be tough to get past them in in a three-game series when you're looking at uh, the College World Series. And I just don't know if they have enough going forward to compete in the College World Series. But uh, they, they've got a lot, in my opinion, to kind of figure out if they, can, if they want to compete with the top 
echelon of teams, uh, the SEC teams, your LSUs, your Florida, your Vandy, your Arkansas, your South Carolina. I mean, the SEC is so good when it comes to baseball that you really are going to have to take a step up to kind of compete with those guys uh, when you're looking at the College World Series. Do I think Oklahoma State has the potential to compete? Yes, absolutely. Uh, they've got the talent, especially on the offensive end, to compete with with those top programs. They're just going to need to figure it out, and you're really going to have to ask uh, Watts Brown and, and Stebbins to really just play next level in order to have a chance when when we get to that point. But, uh, again, that's a long ways from now. We've got a, oh, we're a month out, uh, like I said. Uh, but it is an important weekend against TCU. You really need to take two of three, in my opinion, to, to kind of hold. You want to you try to win the Big 12 uh, and, and set yourself up, you know, to host and be in a good position uh, when, it, when it comes to the regional and the super regional and then uh, the World Series and winning the Big 12 is a big part of that. Of course, right now they sit at the top of the Big 12 with Texas behind them. West Virginia, TCU, K-State, Kansas, Texas Tech, OU, and then Baylor. And so uh, just with with how things have shaken out, you've played nine games, you're six and three. Uh, The sweep against Baylor was really nice, uh, but I think you need to really handle business against TCU, hold on to that lead you have in the Big 12, and uh, you know, count your blessings that Texas Tech has faltered a bit. Uh, They're four and five in the Big 12, and hope that you can really push yourselves forward as we move throughout the rest of the month of April and into May. You're looking at that season wrapping up with OU on the 18th, 19th, and 20th. You still face K-State and KU. You have four games total with OU. You'll face West Virginia as well. So some interesting matchups. Uh, KU is an interesting team to watch. Bedlam, of course, always interesting. And then uh, that coming up weekend series against TCU, an important one to come away with a series victory there. So Oklahoma State baseball, as we set right now, they're 22-8. and as they get ready to start again that series with TCU. Switching diamonds a bit as we switch to softball. And, yes, Cowgirls softball's 14-game winning streak came to an end. They hadn't lost since March 10th when they lost 7-5 against Florida State. But a tough one uh, on the road taking on a very good Wichita team uh, that has uh, you know full of uh, – of talent, and then of course led by their star duo of Sidney McKinney and Addison Bernard, uh, they combined for three hits on six at bats, three runs scores uh, there for those two. Two of uh, the better players uh, in the state of Kansas when you look at uh, collegiate uh, softball there. And then uh, Oklahoma State, of course, it was a rough night, an off night for Kyra Acock. Uh, Acock actually got the start in this one. Only made it an inning and a th- and two thirds before Ivy Rosenberry came in in relief. Acock, her worst outing of the season, and the freshman. It's going to happen. Even the best pitchers we've seen Kelly Maxwell this year have off nights. Even the best players are going to have an off night. Kyra, uh, Kyra Acock has been so good this year. You knew it. You knew it was bound to happen. A tough one for her. Rosenberry came in, went three and a third herself. Uh, two two innings scoreless, but she did. Uh, Surrender six hits, four runs. Only one of those was earned, but it was the difference in this game. Oklahoma State got down 4-0. They came back, made it 5-4. 
and then uh, they scored those four runs to to win the game there eight five or eight eight seven. Oklahoma State added a couple before they uh, uh, just fell a little short there. But uh, uh, it was an off night altogether for the pitching staff. Only two strikeouts on the night. Kelly Maxwell ended up coming in uh, in relief of. Rosenberry, who was in for Acock, uh, and she she pitched a shutout inning, no strikeouts there. Um, Oklahoma State offensively, it's it was good. I you know I kind of complained uh, a couple of weeks, nitpicking uh, a bit. I think maybe a week ago, talking about how the offense had kind of sputtered a bit, but they score eleven uh, zero victory against Incarnate Word and a ten zero victory in back to back games. Both of those only lasting five innings, and then they put up seven against this very good Wichita State team, and now they get set to take on this KU team. Uh, who took one from Baylor uh, in their last matchup. So looking at uh, in, in at this KU matchup, Oklahoma State will travel up to Lawrence. So a uh, couple of uh, back-to-back Kansas matchups for the Cowgirls softball team. Looking at this KU team, they are 19-14. and 14. They uh, took one of three against Baylor. They won the first game before falling in the second and third game. Low-scoring games, they won 2-1 and lost 1-3 and 0-4 as they get set to take on the Cowgirls in Lawrence. Uh, they have been much better at home than on the road. They're 5-3 and three at home, 2-6 and six on the road. They're 12-5 and five at neutral sites. They also lost to Wichita State. Uh, it was a 3-9 loss in Wichita. So Oklahoma State getting set to take on KU and hope to uh, not let this loss bother them. And they've done a good job answering back uh, when you look at losses that they've taken earlier in the season, only three or third loss of the year. They lost 11-6 to Maryland early in the year, and then they bounced back and beat uh, Ole Miss 3-0. And then they lost when they lost to Florida State. They bounced right back and beat Florida State the next day 9-1. So they've done a good job of answering, bouncing back after losses. And so hopefully they do that against KU. I would really like to see them not drop another game uh, and head into that matchup with Texas uh, where they set with just three losses. That Texas matchup in Austin coming up April 20th, that is one that the calendar is circled for. But right before that is the rematch with Wichita State on the 18th, this time in Stillwater, so that will be interesting to watch as we wind out the rest of the season. Of course, that OU match to end the season uh, May 5th, 6th, and 7th in Stillwater, one that uh, is worth waiting for as well. So the Cowgirls softball team continue to push, uh, and I honestly think that uh, they have a real good shot at winning the College World Series. They they just are so dominant, and it's going to be so hard with the way that they hit and how good both Maxwell and Kilfoyle are and how good Kyra Acock has been to beat them in a three-game series. You might steal one from them, but to beat them in a three-game series with Maxwell and Kilfoyle starting at least two of those games and the way this team hits and the way they score runs, it's going to be very, very hard to beat them in a three-game series straight up. I don't care who you are, even OU, it is going to be hard to beat them three times, or two of three times uh, in a series like that. So uh, I just, Oklahoma State, OU, moving forward, they're the two best teams 
in the Big 12. They're the two best teams in softball. And looking at kind of the rest of the rankings, uh, I haven't seen too much of Clemson, but I know they're really good. They they are a team to watch for sure. And then we'll see what the Texas matchup looks like when the Cowgirls head to Austin coming up uh, later this month. So tough loss for both teams, losing to Wichita State. Got to bounce back from it, uh, and I have a feeling both teams will. Switching things up as we'll wrap up today's show talking about basketball. I talked last week about some of the players coming back. One of the ones I said that I thought would come back was Avery Anderson. Well, he is coming back for another year playing basketball. It just won't be at Oklahoma State. He has entered the transfer portal uh, as a senior guard who spent four seasons in Stillwater, uh, played 109 games, averaged 11 points, three and a half rebounds and 3.4 assists per game uh, will end his season missing the last 14 games with a wrist injury or end his career I should say with Oklahoma State missing the last 14 games with a wrist injury and now will head to the transfer portal so some team out there is going to get uh, a very very talented uh, point guard guard for their team now one name to watch that you might want to think about uh Replacing him, North Texas, who Oklahoma State lost to, Tyler Perry, who played at North Texas, helped them win the NIT, was named the most valuable player in the NIT, is transferring as well. So maybe uh, Boynton can you know give him a call and see if he can't uh, get Perry over. Perry, a very talented player, guy I'm familiar with. He spent two seasons playing JUCO basketball for a team I cover uh, in my other job uh, that helped... Coffeeville Community College win a national championship. So, um, but uh, yeah, Avery Anderson is transferring. John Michael Wright did say he was coming back, so they have that to look forward to. Uh, Michael Wright averaged just under 10 points a game for Oklahoma State this season. Still waiting on uh, Caleb Boone to make his decision and uh, Cisse as well, uh, what they plan on doing going forward. So, uh, interesting to see how things will play out this offseason for the Cowboys uh, when it comes to basketball and what they're going to do. Now, they've got a lot of guys coming in, and uh, we'll see how active they are on the transfer portal to see about bringing some guys in that just aren't recruits. Well, that will do it for this episode of the Pokes Podcast here, a part of Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And again, if you got a friend out there who's an Oklahoma State fan well, recommend the podcast. We love to welcome them in. Uh, love our listeners, so feel free to to recommend it. And if you can, send us a send us a nice little little uh, review on Apple Pod, Spotify, wherever you find uh, pod. You you listen to podcasts. But this has been the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network.